This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. Without my beautiful wife, Remy, going solo again this week, it's great to be with you on this Thanksgiving week and on all of our radio affiliates across the country. Hope everyone had an awesome Thanksgiving. We're getting ready for ours as we pre-record the show, of course, and it's a little different for me as we are now third time celebrating Thanksgiving in Florida with Remy's family. It's a little bit different than the traditions that I'm used to, but it's great to be with people. It's great to be with everybody. And of course, for me, it's a lot of football, a lot of football work, a lot of football watching on Thanksgiving. So hopefully everyone enjoyed their families, their food, their football. Our guest this week is Kelvin Beecham. He's been on the show a few times before. Kelvin is an Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman in his 12th season in the league, and he's played for the Jets, he's played for the Steelers, he played for Jacksonville also, and he does tremendous work with World Vision. And what World Vision does is supplies clean water in all of these areas and around the world and the countries where we take water for granted. We just look at it as, hey, it's easy, it's accessible, it's something to drink, yet there are so many people out there that they don't have access for clean water. The statistic is more than 800 children under the age of five die every day from diarrhea caused by contaminated water, poor sanitation, and unsafe hygiene. Just think about that. And for Kelvin, he, he says clean water should be a basic human right. And it's hard not to agree wholeheartedly with that. It really is. And so he's helping build these wells and Kelvin is doing tremendous work there and is an opportunity to, as we enter this holiday season and there's gift buying and everything else, he'll tell you about getting some gifts this year from World Vision's gift catalog. So stay tuned for that conversation. It is, as I said, we know it's Thanksgiving week. It's my one of my favorite times of the year, probably my favorite time of the year for sure, because Thanksgiving leads into Christmas, which I just love. We already got the trees up this year. Well, we have at the moment we're recording this show, the tree that goes in the family room downstairs is up, decorated. I set it up. Remy does all the, everything else. She does it all. And I got to give her a ton of credit. She does a phenomenal job. We love, there's no shame in me saying I have, I'm not ashamed to say I love watching Hallmark Christmas movies. I love seeing the beautiful houses, and I love that she has turned our home into one of those model homes from the Hallmark Christmas movie. She does an awesome job. Now, the other Christmas tree that's up in the, the big room in the loft where we sometimes sit down and watch some movies and TV together um, hasn't decorated that one quite yet. I would anticipate by this weekend, maybe by the time Thanksgiving rolls around for us again, as I'm doing this show, she'll have it up and ready to go. But we were taking a walk the other day and it's funny how God works because as we're taking this walk and we're having a, a conversation about a lot of things that are going on and and Remy talks about, she's talking to me a little bit about sometimes being on guard. There are a lot of people out there who you, you're not sure what they want, what their intentions are. You approach, depending on what kind of business you're in or where you work or what pro- high profile you may be or, or whatever it is. Oftentimes, we encounter people who 
may want something from us, may want to take from us. May we, you never know someone else's heart until God reveals it to you. They can reveal it, but I love how God often will reveal someone's heart when their intentions are not good. So as she's talking about this, we're walking and and we're in our neighborhood and we're walking along like one of the the bigger roadways. And she says, oh my goodness, there's a cross. I said, what? And I turn around, I walk back and in the concrete that was the sidewalk, there someone at some point, I had to be when they laid the, the concrete down, kind of etched a little cross in there. Like it's a very visible thing and it hardened up and there's a sidewalk and there's a cross in there. And we just thought it was so cool that God was just kind of reminding us right there. Hey, I'm with you on this walk, but not just this walk right here around the neighborhood as you're, as we're talking about um, making sure that there are no alligators popping up from the water and the the lake or uh, no fox or no coyotes and no bears. And she assured me there are no bears in our neighborhood. I'm I'm just a big baby. But as all of that is happening, and of course the deeper conversation that we're having about being a little on guard when someone new approaches for kind of a, a business meeting or whatever it may be, there's God showing you as he gave us this amazing gift of grace through his son, Jesus Christ. And there's a cross right there in the, on the sidewalk as well. And I love that. I love the little reminder because it happens often as we're going through life and whatever we, we may take a little bit, take our mind off, you know, who, who's got your back, who's watching you, who's helping you, who's with you, who's on your side. Well, God is. God is always there. And as, as we take a, a moment, I think Thanksgiving isn't really about, it shouldn't be about, for me, it isn't about one day. It's about being thankful every day. And, and I understand the holiday and the meaning and what goes into it. But I, I've tried to impress upon my daughters that as we sit down to pray, that we first give thanks. Always. Not not on Thanksgiving only, but in our daily prayers. As we sit down to pray, first give thanks. And let's let's be thankful and and, and I, I list everything that is just kind of small, big, large, whatever it may be, just from what we have to what we can do to simple things that we may take for granted, like walking, like talking, like everything. So being thankful for me is the heart of what Thanksgiving's about. So before we start to enter into this holiday season, I, I love how it just opens the door as we're entering into this holiday season and this gift giving and who wants what and you're filling out everybody's wish list and, and all that. I don't get caught up in that hype. I don't, to me, it's, it's about thankfulness. You're, you're thankful for all that we have. And, and this is what we try and impress upon our kids as they ask for everything every day. So maybe we're not doing a good enough job because every day they're asking for everything. And it's not just a Christmas. It's not just a birthday. It's just a daily routine. 
Hey, I want this. Hey, I want that. Now they're, they're 10 and they're into clothes and they're into fashion and they're into style and they want Air Force One Nikes like daddy has. Well, daddy's got a collection. I just want one and I just want this and I want that. Take a minute before you start fulfilling everybody's wish and give thanks to God. Be thankful. Be grateful for what we have because the important stuff that's the that's that's the most that's the biggest thing. It's the important stuff. It's where who we are and what we can do and how we can give back. A couple Bible verses that are often quoted this time of year around Thanksgiving. First Chronicles 16:34. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Isn't that just perfect? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. And it never stops. So comforting to know that. Think about it. It's so comforting to know that his love will last us forever. We may go through relationships in life that die, and some people aren't meant to be in our lives for long periods of time, and it could be a small chapter, it could be a bigger chapter. But the one love that will always endure is God's love for us. What Jesus did for us on that cross, his blood on that cross is good enough for everything. So let's not, let's give thanks to the Lord and remember he is good. His love endures forever. Another Bible verse that sticks out to me this time of year and oftentimes I've mentioned this several times throughout the six, seven year history of faith on the field. Galatians chapter six. Verse 9, Paul writes, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Isn't it hard sometimes to keep doing good, keep doing good, keep doing good when you see those who do bad rewarded, when you see those who do bad having more fun, when you see those who do bad getting more accolades? Sure. it's it, You may think about why am I why am I fighting this battle so hard to do so much good because in the end, our reward may not be here on earth. Our reward may be in heaven where we spend eternity with our father. So don't become, don't be tired of doing good when you may, whatever deters you from that, whatever it may be, something that you see some bad stuff here or there can, Ah, I just don't feel like it. It's so much easier to just, no. Stay on that path. Stay on that path of doing good. God's he notices, kind of like this time of year, Santa, he's watching, right? He knows if we've been naughty or we've been nice or however it goes. God knows our heart. He knows our intentions. Let's not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Up next, you're going to hear from Kelvin Beecham. You're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.
With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Harry Egg Breakfast Sandwich, made with two farm-fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll, makes morning simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Lysio rolls and feature Dietz & Watson premium meats and cheeses, freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's Dairy Stores, our family, your hometown deli. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com, find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field and tell as many people as you'd like about the show. If you would like to be a sponsor and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We have so many different packages. We can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal continues to be on sports radio stations in every state. That's what we want to do. That's been the goal since the start, and we appreciate all of those stations that air Faith on the Field show. If you don't have a business to advertise, but you just want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonthefieldshow.com. We are a nonprofit. Kelvin Beecham, our guest, is in his 12th season in the NFL, his fourth with the Arizona Cardinals. He's also played for Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. Kelvin has partnered with World Vision to help provide clean water and wells in Zambia He's done tremendous work throughout his career from a philanthropic standpoint, as well as being a guy who was drafted in the seventh round to playing 12 years in the NFL. It's pretty impressive. Here is my conversation with Kelvin. Kelvin, welcome to Faith on a Field Show. Appreciate your time, man. It's uh, been a, a different kind of season for you, right? After 11 years, you, you're used to starting in a new role. You, you, had to, you started against the Falcons in a, a nice win for you guys. What's it been like this year for you? It's been challenging. Uh, I've said this publicly um, a couple of times this year. Uh, didn't anticipate this being the type of season that I was going to be having for year 12. But um, you also realize that, you know, you have to be able to evolve and you have to be able to learn how to be able to operate within the confines of this game uh, a different way. And I've been able to find ways to thrive and spite up. I uh, had the opportunity to have my number call this week versus the Falcons, and uh, we found a way to get it done. So apparently I got a little something left in the tank. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Have you thought about at this point what you're going to do going forward, future? Arizona Cardinals look like a team in transition, new coach, rebuilding, that kind. Do you know what you want to do yet, Kelvin, beyond this year? You know, I haven't. Really thought about it, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, really want to focus on the task at hand, uh, finding a way to be the best football player that I can possibly be and be the best starter. You know, at the end of the day, even though the role doesn't suggest that I'm going to start in the National Football League, I just happen to be uh, in this particular situation right now. So my mindset hasn't changed. The way in which I prepare for the game hasn't changed. The way in which I approach the day and go and practice and, and, and get into the building and, and do the things that I need to do that are necessary for me, uh, for me to be successful. Those things have not changed. Um, it's just the the role has changed. Uh, so the process has remained the same. And the process to prepare to start and play uh, every single snap on Sundays is still the way in which I approach things. So my body work, the way in which I 
train and and, and prep and, and mentally watching film, et cetera, those things have not changed. So uh, my time will come. And again, I have the opportunity this past Sunday. Don't know what the Sundays uh, moving forward would hold, but when my number is called, I'm going to make sure that I'm ready and capable and available uh, to do the things that are necessary for my team to win. How do you how do you view being a mentor to some of the younger players, especially, you know, you guys have some offensive linemen, younger guys. You look at Paris, uh, you look at some of those guys having been a veteran for 10 plus years and coming where from where you came from. Seventh round pick who has has been in the NFL and been a significant contributor for over a decade. Those guys got a lot they can learn from you. So how do you view that? You know, just take that time to really be able to 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 glean. One, learn from them, but also use the time to show what it's like uh, to really be a great teammate, honestly. And realizing that, you know, and my dad used to say this all the time, the same thing that'll make you uh, make you laugh and make you cry. Uh, the world has a way of, of going in circles and it's cycles. Uh, and I've been, uh, you know, a part of this cycle for a number of years and I've seen things come and go. And the thing is, you have to take it in stride and you have to find ways to, to look at the good and, and all of it. But again, you have to find a way to know what your process is. And I think the biggest thing that I really um, try to, 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 you know, press upon some of the younger players is the process. How do you approach the game? How do you take care of your body? How do you look at the game? What are the things that you're working on? Um, your coach might be, you know, our coach might be coaching us a certain way, but realistically, you know, you have to find a way to make sure that your guy doesn't touch the quarterback, you know, or you got to make sure your guy doesn't touch the running back or, or, or have a negative impact on the play. So it's thinking through some of those, you know, tactical ways to be able to talk about real life situations and deal with some of those real life situations that are going to happen, you know, throughout your career, both on the field and off the field. What have you seen from Paris Johnson uh, comes in as a, a first round pick with high expectations? What, what have you seen out of him? Somebody that's extremely mature. He's probably one of the most mature rookies that I've ever um, come in contact with, you know, uh, being drafted as high as he, high as he was, came in, uh, extremely mature, came in with, with the mind to, to want to work uh, and a mind to want to learn. Um, so I really appreciate the fact that, you know, the, the, the Cardinals did their homework and making sure that they found somebody that's going to be a staple for this organization for the next decade. Kyler Murray came back and, to me, picked up where he left off before he got injured, running around, making plays, providing a spark. What did you see from Kyler in the time that he was rehabbing, not with the team, from a, a leadership standpoint that maybe showed some maturity, showed some growth on his part? I think it's just ability to, to command the huddle, not only command the huddle, but command the team you know, from a distance. And I think he still had influence while he was getting ready to come back. And I think he showed his influence when he came back. Have you been at all surprised to see Joshua Dobbs, who was in Arizona for several weeks, go to Minnesota and have the success, the immediate impact that he has? How impressive was he when he was there in his time with you guys that has allowed him to go to a new team, learn a new system, and just get right into it? I think it, it was extremely impressive for, for Josh to come in with no snaps, no knowledge of the, of the team, and, and, you know, in pretty much a week, you know, have to go out and play against Washington and, and and go out and find a way to perform. You know, while he was here, I thought it was extremely impressive. You know, I know the cards were stacked up against him, knew he had the pressures of the franchise coming at some point in time. Um, you know, but he's one of those guys, he, he understands this grind. He understands the cycle of the National Football League. And when you get your opportunity to shine, you take it. And I think he found a way to keep us in a lot of games. 
this 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 year while he was here, and you know he has a uh, another opportunity with uh, a team that's playing good ball right now. He's got a great defense that's you know finding ways to to win games, and right now they're probably one of the hottest teams uh, in football. Jonathan Gannon is the head coach, comes in, had a lot of success, defensive coordinator with the Eagles, goes to the Super Bowl. We know how that ended there. And, and he gets this opportunity with a team that is building and, and trying to put something together for the future. What have you seen from Jonathan from a standpoint of, of how he is able to be a guy who kind of can instill a, a new culture? Has he been able to do that and, and have players kind of bought into it quickly? I think, you know, his best quality has been a great teacher. And I think he's really done a phenomenal job of using his platform, using his time uh, to really teach uh, players about the game of football. And not only, you know, what's going on on their side of the ball, but also how things look situationally. Um, and really being able to, to, to use his, his, his prowess of, of being able to just teach guys. And I think, you know, in this day and time where everything is so fast and the game of football is so fast and, you know, people want success right overnight. I think he's really taking the approach of let me teach these guys about the game of football and how I want my team to play and how I want culture to look. And I think he's really been methodical and intentional about that. And I think it's going to, you know, uh, produce over the long run the type of outcomes that he that he aspires to have. Delvin, uh, you traveled earlier this year to Zambia, right, to visit two new wells that you had helped fund in partnership yeah with World Vision. Tell me about that trip and your partnership with World Vision and why it's such an urgent need to bring clean water to all of those people. You know, I think at the end of the day, I think it's a basic human right to be able to talk about access to water. Um, you know, we take it for granted, you know, and have the opportunity to, to uh, invest two, uh, invest in two wells there and then got the opportunity to, to raise money for the third well um, and to actually go and see where those wells were going to be uh, deposited into the ground, the families and the communities that it was going to affect. Um, and then also getting reports, um, you know, because I'm one of those people, it's about transparency. It's, it's, it's one thing to go and raise money, but it's another thing to be like, hey, here's the money that we raised. Here's the impact mm -hmm. that it's making. Here are the families that it's making. Here are um, the, the participants that are utilizing this well on a daily basis. Here's how many gallons and gallons upon gallons of water are being used by this world that, you know, as a, as a community and as a society, we had opportunity to, to embark upon. So it's cool to see the, the, the response that I got, not only from fans, but, uh, but also the community at large, the NFL community, the business community. Um, but it's been a phenomenal partnership over the last couple of years with World Vision and to be able to, to operate in this particular vein and, and to be able to serve in this particular vein has been something that I've really enjoyed. Well, as we move into the holiday season, Christmas season, there's an opportunity for people to purchase some gifts from World Vision's mm -hmm. gift catalog, and the proceeds are going to go to uh, toward installing clean water wells. And uh, tell me a little bit about that and, and how some folks out there can help simply by doing what they do anyway, and it's purchasing mm -hmm. gifts for, for folks around the holidays. Yeah, the thing is, you're going to be gifting somebody. So being able to give somebody who's in need, I think, is, is equally as important. And I tell folks this all the time, you know, it, it doesn't. Uh, require a ton. If you got a dollar, if you got three dollars, if you got five dollars, this is a way in which you can be able to sow into somebody's life, that, and you know, it's going to make an impact. Uh, if you realize how important water is to to you know, I mean, think about the pandemic. I mean, there were shelves that were um, dismantled because there was no water left in some of the the you know some of the stores, the Targets, the WalMarts, the Fries, the Giant Eagles, wherever you're at, you know, within the country. 
um, you know, your local grocery store was, was, you know, there was no water around. And to realize that, you know, some folks on this planet right now don't have access to clean water is something that you can be able to participate in in whatever way you feel uh, led to do so. And I think being able to have a gifting catalog that World Vision provides, it gives you an access or gives you an opportunity to have access to being able to sow into somebody's life. And I think that's very valuable. How have you been able throughout your career, Kelvin, to kind of balance what you do on the field with those priorities that you have off the field, the charitable work, the giving back to the community? How do you and, and what do you say to, to younger players as they they want to kind of use their platform to do similar things that you have? How do you help them kind of figure out a, the right way to balance your time? I think it's finding out what you're what you're passionate about. You know, I've been blessed to have a phenomenal wife and she believes um, and we do things a lot, of, a lot together and we believe in the, the work that we're doing and we believe that what we're doing is one God's work is, is something that we've been blessed to do. We have a platform and we have favor to be able to sow into others' lives. Uh, so we realize that this is a family affair and, and having a partner to be able to do this with is, is absolutely amazing. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to work at it and it compounds over time. This is not something that I just woke up and all of a sudden it just happened. But this has been years upon years of work and, and, and being able to serve and being able to talk and have conversations with uh, many different stakeholders, whether it's World Vision, whether it's somebody uh, politically, you know, in the region that I happen to be in, whether it's Arizona or Phoenix um, or Tempe or, you know, Dallas or Houston or Pittsburgh or Fox Chapel or, you know, somewhere in Allegheny County. You got to be able to, to, to understand all the different stakeholders at every point. In the juncture, it's the ambassador or the deputy ambassador in, in, in Zambia. It's the politician that happens to run uh, your region in Texas. You know, if it's somebody at, at, at the federal government, it's the federal government, it's the state government, it's the local government. It's, it's the, the the folks that are you know on the private side. Who are the people that are helping build the wells? You have the NGO and 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 and, uh, and World Vision, but it's all these different stakeholders that you have to find time to spend time with to learn. And I think what I really impress upon young people is take the time to go learn. And it took me and my wife a couple of years to actually learn where we wanted to plant the flag and where we wanted to spend time for the long haul. This is not a, hey, I'm only doing this while I'm playing football. This is for the long haul. This is what my family, what my kids, what my grandkids, what my great grandkids are going to be working on. And I think being able to have something like this where we can see the generational impact, the generational impact of water is, is, is special. And I think being able to, to, to understand how important that is right now and how important that is for the legacy of the Beecham family is something that we take a lot of pride in and something that we thought about, long and hard about it. And we took the time to learn about it first and foremost. Kelvin, how does your, your Christian faith really kind of lay the foundation for what you do as a football player and what you do as a philanthropist and, yeah. and really for who you are and your journey through throughout life? I think it's everything, to be honest with you. I mean, I start every day with this book right here. Literally. Most, I like it. I like that. My utmost for his highest. Very cool. That's, that's literally devotion that I start my, my day with. Um, and for me, it's, it's the ability to be able to understand where my source is, understanding where the true resource is, and then understanding how that permeates throughout my life. It's understanding that God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit are really what drives everything. Whether I'm playing well, I still got to be able to tap in. Whether I'm playing, you know, not too well, this is where I have to tap in. If things are going well with the family, this is where I have to tap in. If things are not going well in the marriage, this is where I got to tap in. I need direction on what I need to be doing internationally or philanthropically or business-wise. This is where I have to tap in. So at the end of the day, no matter where I branch out and where I go or who I talk to or where I spend my time, 
at the end of the day, I got to go back to the foundation where it all started with. And it all starts with the relationship with Christ and then being able to go and spread the gospel in whatever way that is. I'm not a Bible thump. I'm not, to, I'm not about to hit you upside the head with a Bible. However, I'm going to talk about how God has really blessed my life and how he's you know, taken things that I never thought were possible and taking me places that I never thought were possible. And it's all been about being able to glorify his name with wherever he chooses. The game of football has afforded me the opportunity to play and take me places that I never thought were possible. But it's, it's due to the, the ability to understand where it came from, the source and the resource. Kelvin, I appreciate you, man, your perspective, your work, uh, everything that you do. I thank you for your time. Look forward to catching up again down the road and, and wish you a ton of blessings along the way. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. That's it for this week. Thank you to Kelvin Beecham. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on the Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.